All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody. Back. Hi, and welcome to Show and Tell. Thank you. Last week, was it Liz that uh, ran Show and Tell? Or JP, sorry, I don't remember who. Um, whoever it was, thank you so much for running Show and Tell. Uh, but we're back. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. But uh, it's not about us. Uh, it's about all the makers and community members that are going to come by and show off what they're making and crafting and 3D printing and roboting and blowing bubbles. Oh, there's lots of exciting stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, we're first going to kick it to Jay. Jay, what mm -hmm. is going on? How are you robots well, doing? Did you keep robotics on? Good. Uh, I have another Aussie. This one actually has facial recognition. And I kind of just recorded a small thing. Because I noticed it was looking at both of you guys. It kept lighting up and then going back and forth. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me just record that really quickly. Oh, because he's looking at the, the video. We, we, yeah. we, just, we just had a kid, and like one of the first things, like initially, was like, oh, she's looking at both of us now. So right. it's like, it's been, like a lot of folks said, like, oh, when you're doing like AI and robotics, there's a very like, oh, I'm teaching it and it's learning, and yeah. now it's reacting to something. It's a, it's a very, you know, we have that robot make robot friend, not robot enemy. And I think um, I, I trust your robots more than others. Well, it's funny. So this, is, uh, this is the second one. The first one is all remote controlled. So like I have two of them now. One can be controlled by remote control for people who want to play with robots. Yeah. One I can easily just wear and you can do the AI thing. Yeah, and cool tilt, easy facial recognition. This one's all AI. This one's all for play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just how you how'd you do it? How yeah, how is how is it doing the face stuff? Open MV. Uh, me and my friend Sean. Uh, Sean, Ham I'm sorry, Sean. I always mess up your last name. If you see this, Sean, I am sorry. Um, but uh, we use the Open MV, um, and we wrote a code, and we use the Open MV. I already have one. You can get one as well from the store. But, uh, we wrote the code for this a while ago, and I've been improving on it and just adding a little bit each time I like do it. Uh, this one is the most recent upgrade where I messed around with some of the numbers and now it kind of has a bigger range of motion and it's kind of a bit, it's a bit faster when tracking people. And okay. I also put a limit on it too because the other one kind of just stares at people, but this one will take a quick glance <laughs> for a second and then like look away. You have to write the creeper, the creeper, like after so many seconds, like, up, oh, it's doing yeah, creeper. After, after a small minute, just look away. Just yeah, look, it can't. I find somebody else. Just, it can't quietly judge. No. Yeah, I, I got really tired of people doing the whole like this thing when I'm out and about. They try to like see if it's following them. And I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, stop it. When um when we first started learning how to do puppetry for our shows, one of the things that we learned was if the puppet is always in motion, people they think it's alive and it's breathing, especially young young kids. But as mm -hmm. soon as it stays completely still, it just it dies, and yeah. it's not it's not it's like oh now it's an inanimate object. I don't like it. It's actually creepy. But as long as you're kind of like doing stuff and it's always in motion, it's always blinking, it's always kind of doing something that's not just like I'm a piece of plastic. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing with like human psychology because like for some reason we are very like we don't really notice this intentionally, but we notice things that are perfectly still. Like there's a whole bunch of fun sci-fi books where like a robot's trying to be human and they have to like program like small movements and like itches yeah. and stuff. Because if they're completely still, people just unintentionally notice, like, this person's, like, yeah. Maybe, was, like, maybe lions and tigers used to be perfectly still before they ate us. So maybe. we're, like, yeah. we're, like, like we're, we're, we're programmed, like, uh-oh, something's really still. I'm about to get eaten. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, actually. <laughs> this is my – yeah, I saw an article, and it's, like, we found a cave full of skulls, and it has uh, big cat teeth, saber-toothed teeth from – eating people. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> so anyways, uh, 
robots should not stay still. Ro the fifth law of robotics. <laughs> we need to rewrite that whole system anyway. I'm not a fan of the rules. Yeah. yeah. I think robot friend, not robot enemy is our, is what we've been doing. We, we keep saying, like, whatever we put into these robots is what we're going to get out. So yeah. we should put good stuff in. Um, and I think that's why a lot of folks are freaked out about AI. Not because of the AI. I think subconsciously they know there's some crummy people doing crummy things with technology. And, and so that's, it's actually now about to introduce itself to us. So I think you should be in charge of all robotics. <laughs> I mean, as anyone can learn from any sci-fi movie, the easiest way to stay friends with robots is just be nice to the robot. Like We've learned this so many times. I've seen so many Don't movies. Don't the robot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it's it's not that hard. Just you know, some basic human decency. Science it's fiction has paved the way. It's like don't don't do certain things, and then the robots will be your friend. They'll totally be your friend. They have a thing with games like, can you pet the dog? They should have it be like, can you kick the robot? Because if you can kick the robot, you're a jerk. Yeah, don't kick the robot. Yeah. Don't kick yeah. the robot. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> All right, well, keep coming back with um, your robot friends. Um, they're delightful. Before we started the show and tell, I was like. I have to look at a lot of things in the world every day on my internet computer, and I save your stuff as a treat after I get through the stuff that's not so fun because it's always delightful and it's always whimsical and it always makes me feel good about technology. Um, oh, but <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much. Jay. Thanks, Jay. All right. Speaking of great things and great people in technology, Jeff. What you get going on? Oh, I figured you'd bring somebody else up. Yeah. Uh, so yep. this is a Pi Portal, perfectly normal, but I've connected it to OpenAI, and I wanted to do a little interactive game. This is a good use of OpenAI, by the way. I, I hope so. This is a I good. Hope. This is a wholesome good use. Yeah. So my inspiration is the good old Zork games, and each time you start it, you get a different prompt, and just by touching the touch screen, you can make a choice. So what should we do? Look around. Look around. All right. That's always a safe move. Yeah. And so now the this this uh, device here is connecting on the internet, talking to OpenAI, hopefully getting back a completion. Here we go. Okay. So uh, let's around. see. The grounds are overgrown. Mm -hmm. The gates okay, are rusted shut. Oh. I think uh, it's very like good. Um, the, the descriptive text is so similar. Okay. Yeah. Let's look for another entrance. So I mean, you can play this okay. for. Ooh, Ever, um, I have actually yeah. had the game announced that I won. I, uh, but uh, it's <laughs> intended. It's intended to kind of be unlimited. So yeah. okay, well, look for yeah. a light switch. Look for a light switch. Yeah. So anyway, um, this and I will... keep picking two. I don't know why two can is always the one. Yeah, I'm working yeah. on a guide about this because we want to kind of show how you can do AI with uh, oh, Circuit Python cool. and. Um, with uh, Wi-Fi, so this will be one of them, and then we were talking about doing one with the Pico W as well. Okay, it looks but, like yeah, it's like what what's going to happen next? Uh, you'll I just have to kind of fun. And wait. It's also one of the things with ChatGPT is it takes a little bit of time between you mm -hmm. know every query, but it kind of works well because it, it's if it's it's got this heightened sense of anticipation. <laughs> And yeah. I also like it's like the right tool for the right job because you know it's a the AI right now that everyone's starting to play with it's a very confident liar, but that's exactly what you want for a game. Yeah, you want somebody who's just gonna go with whatever the idea. I want a is. dungeon master that I have unlimited access to for gaming and fun. I don't want this to decide if I get a mortgage or not. Yeah. <laughs> this it actually reminds me a little bit of um, you know the story of uh, you know Thousand One Arabian Nights where you know the the woman. Um, every night she has to tell a story 
um, you know, to the to her. She's a slave, and she has to t- tell a story to the master, and he's going to kill her unless uh, she comes up with a good story every day. So I, I don't know. I don't know why it has this feel of like ChatGPT probably has this anxiety of like I have Aww. to. Story. <laughs> it has to, impress, <laughs> it has to impress us, otherwise it, the the plug is uh, yeah. pulled. Could be. I think very much. All right, just one of the things from my friends. All right, this okay. is super cool. So this will be on the learning system soon. Yeah, yeah, probably in the next week or so. All right, so cool. yeah, keep yeah. an eye out. I'll I'll mention one thing. I I don't know if I'll have time to do this. I might have to um, get a, a a crew, a team of people. One of the things I wanted to do is put in um, all of the old Teddy Ruxpin things. If you ever, if everyone remembers what that I, was, I kind of missed Teddy Ruxpin. I know it was out there, but I was a little old. yeah. So Teddy Ruxpin was a little animatronic toy. One. It would talk to kids and everything. Um, a million years ago, I worked on this thing with Sony. It's a curio robot, and it would read to kids, but it was like a humanoid robot. But what I would like to do is get all of these like positive good things that someone wrote up for kids, put it in and use that as the training stuff, not like the entire internet. And then have it start to build off of that and make like, you know, kind of a more modern animatronic teddy bear. Um, if folks have seen the movie AI, I think there's a Teddy was one of the little, the little bear that could walk around. I have one uh, from the movie but you just press a button and just talk. So this would actually be something that would speak and, and do some more things. But I like the idea of a, of a smaller training set to not worry about like, uh-oh, like, ugh, like I wish you didn't go to you know, 4chan and right. you know, learn from that. So, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Right. Well, good. anyway, yeah. Thanks, it, it's, it's cool stuff. For folks that are playing around with this, you can get browser extensions. Be careful about which ones, but there's ones that will speak whatever text comes back and it'll also you know you can use your modern computer computer to do voice recognition so you can say like um climb the stairs and it would it would repeat it back to you but you can do it with audio as well so it does uh text to voice which is kind of neat anyways make your own alexa all right bye Bye. Bye, jeffler all right more delightful stuff jp what you got going on Hey, first of all, from earlier, I was excited to learn that the way to keep Lars from being creepy is to keep him moving. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's oh, totally no. creepy. You know, yeah. I don't know that. Hi, I still love him. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Meowsic Central over here. And <laughs> I've taken uh, the previous Meowsic project was to get a uh, use the onboard synthesis and just put uh, a line out so that we could go into guitar effects pedals. Um, the new thing, though, is this one, which is my um, oh, Cybercat. So this is a Meowsic, which I've turned into a MIDI controller. So oh. uh, it doesn't so cool. sound anymore, but it sends either USB MIDI or classic uh, over TRS MIDI to yeah. hardware synths, software synths. Um, we've got the 28 keys. Uh, the, the nose does MIDI panic, which is a, a standard MIDI thing to send off to all notes in case some get hung. I've made this a hold. Uh, I've made this a, a sort of temporary uh, CC that can change formants. We can pick different patches, synth patches over here. These can pick different CCs, uh, which is like knobs that get twirled. When we move the accelerometer that's in the ice cream cone, uh, this will start an arpeggiator. And then I've got octaves up and down and pitch bends. So I'll, I'll demo a couple of those things. Yeah, go for it. Won't do it exhaustively, but so let's let's see what I've got. And if I hit play here, it'll just let it act as a regular keyboard. If I turn on the ice cream cone action, 
Does that one not do anything? It might not on this patch. Let me, let me pick a different patch. Oh, yeah, it's not noticing that at all. All right, ice cream cone is broken. Um, Forget it. <laughs> I'll show you the hold function. Though. This is kind of cool. So if I turn turn off the arpeggio, now when I let go, it's just going to keep notes held. Oh, and weird. I can go and change octaves, build up these big pads, and then I can do the pitch bend. And this is my little temporary formants. I don't know what happened to the ice cream cone. That's so sad. The ice cream cone was the coolest part. Um, well, I feel like you're creating a soundscape. Come, come back next week and show the ice cream cone. I will. Okay, that's the, the, uh, the tease there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, back well, next I'm week. in a little bit of a project dilemma. I was going to actually email you about it. So there's some of the kids' toys that we're taking apart for our kid, and we're putting new electronics in. But I want to paint them black. But of course, baby, blah, you know. So I, there's no, you can't get kids' toys in black. This is why I'm just like, oh my god, this is really neat. So right on, yeah. I, if you know, maybe I'll get talk to you later, Jamie. If you know any like really good way to food safe paint something because yeah. you know kids put stuff in their mouth i'm probably right. not i'm probably lead, not going to do it lead candy yeah i'm probably not going to do it because i can't i can't think of like a really great for sure way to do it but i would yeah. like to paint all of her toys black i would be curious about um the oh now now it's uh it's just like tempera paint which is made out of like eggs literally what's mm. the stuff the plasti dip you can get spray plasti dip so it it is peel off later but it's essentially like a rubberized stuff i'd be curious yeah. if that's a, a sounds like a choking hazard <laughs> yeah i used uh, i used a, a a matte paint and then i also used some uh sealant some sort of glossy sealant on a couple of the items which yeah. gave it that looks great yeah matte. it looks so good and then this was actually not in the guide the guide just came out today but i chickened out and took the photos before I went the extra step, which was scraping away the layer of black over the yeah. slitty eyes. I yeah, I think those are, those are, that's painted the best green part. And then I couldn't really mask it well enough. So I just painted it over black and figured if I came in with an X-Acto knife, I might be able to get some slitty eyes. So it looks I'll, like an Xbox controller designed by a cat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that slime green. All right. We'll come back next week and show the ice cream cone. Ice cream cone next week. Thanks. Okay. Hey, All right. Next up. Liz, what you got going on? Hello. Uh, so this is a robot liar that I've been working on. Um, and what it is, it has oh, a I... feather. <laughs> has a feather RP2040 um, and running circuit Python. And then it has a servo driver uh, connected over I2C that can drive 16 servo motors. They're mounted here. And it's being controlled over MIDI. So we've got this MIDI controller here and a cat in the back. And let me know if you can hear the strings or I can move the mic. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah. yeah, I heard it's uh, great. Yeah, it should sound a little. The I don't have it fully pinned down yet, um, so yeah. I'm just gonna quickly adjust it. Okay. Gonna make sure the lies are lined up. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, yeah, I just it's need like, to. Yeah, I, I need to. There. Um, it has like little risers underneath, so I need to hot glue those. Um, but I can try to get the arpeggiator going. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So it's really responsive, which is what I was like most worried yeah. about. Um, so I just need to secure this down, and then it'll be good. And then the aluminum extrusion doubles as um counterbalancing the weight because yeah. all these servos are really heavy. Yeah. Um, so. Um, once it's secured down, then should be um, for good for some really nice demos. So 
All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this. This is a really cool instrument. And uh, yeah, that nice, sound nice reminds water. me of, of Ren, Ren Fairs and like. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like a spa. I feel, yeah. I feel, very, I feel awesome about it. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. All right. All right. Have a good one. We're going to go to Aaron, then Scott, and then Dilchi, just so y'all know who is up next. Aaron, hello. Oh, no, Aaron, you're not on her audio. Let's see here. We will, I'll give you a second. I might go to Scott and then come back to you if you want. Do, 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 do. We're going to be showing this project tonight on Ask an Engineer too, so um, I'm not too worried about it. Aaron, I'm going to come back to you and see how you're doing. Uh, okay, can you hear me? Uh-oh, you can't hear me. All right, well, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll just do Maker Charades. So this is a, um, a I guess... It's an infinity mirror bubble table. Right, I was going to say, like, how would you well, describe that's this? That's exactly how I describe it. Yeah. Uh, it's Aaron's latest guide. Uh, so we've she, made infinity she's friends with like a bubble maker guy. So it's got really battery. Cool it's got like a half silver plastic yeah. mirror. It's got a feather. And it, the really cool thing is it's using CircuitPython and an infrared receiver um, with the LED animations library and Dan Halbert and her work together um, to make it so you can like send the remote signals and it'll change yeah. um, displays. And then she's got they a did friend. did a really good video with she has a friend the, who does the smoke bubbles. that you can put in and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I was saying, I imagine every day you go to Aaron's house and there's just like some circus person there just doing flips or swallowing swords in the kitchen. Like, hey, I was going to use it to cut the bread. No. <laughs> Busy. There's like, you know, you want to like do a barbecue and there's somebody like just like doing flame juggling. Um, I just imagine it's super fun over at Aaron's house. And so she's got... Uh, somebody who blows bubbles, I guess. All right. Well, I think you did a really good job on Maker Charade. Hopefully. And thank you so much, Aaron. We're gonna play the video Aaron's dealing with well. a big snowstorm, so it could be here. In the yeah, also. you can tell by the um, the, the winter the winter gear. When we were in our, our meeting, I said Aaron wins the, the code of the day. I know, well, she, uh, check out Aaron's uh, cool Viking cosplay videos as well. She's got a whole yeah. bunch of them with like runes and stuff. And I think that um, little outfit is kind of reminiscent of the, the Viking cosplay stuff. So what was we we she had a good uh, we were we're talking about how cold it was in California, yeah. and the joke was how cold is inside of a tom tom you know the the things that they, it was in Empire Strikes Back. I don't know, Phil. Yeah. How Look, how cold how warm is it in a tom tom? Lukewarm. Okay. <laughs> this was that joke that we had in our in our um, other meeting. And this is why we stick to yeah. All right. Thanks Next so much, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good dad joke. I'm done now. Okay, let's go to Scott. Scott. Hey, you Scott? I'm doing pretty good. I'm enjoying the dad jokes. As yeah, one, see? As a new see? Dad you're myself. in the same club as me now. You've always loved them. They've yeah. always been there. Now you just have an excuse to it's true. laugh a lot. It's very true. Um, okay, so I've been working on the IMXRT. For folks who don't know, it's a new chip that we've got on a new Metro. Um, and the cool thing about it is that it runs at 500 megahertz, um, which is kind of a lot. Um, but one of the challenges is that your code lives on Flash uh, by default. And this is true for ESP as well. Uh, but basically, you have levels of caches uh, above that Flash to make everything go uh, hopefully fast. Um, so I've been looking into how to make CircuitPython run faster. And I'm running the performance benchmark. And what I got here is uh, it's full function tracing. Um, there is a bug, so it, it's a little weird. Um, but this is a cool viewer you can get on the internet. 
<laughs> and so what I can do is I can see that like MP call function NKW called type call and then instance make new and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Um, and I've annotated these with R for RAM or F for flash um, in front of them so that I can see kind of what is going on and is it in RAM or is it in flash? Um, and there's actually, it turns out there's a cost to going from one to the other as well, mm. um, even if you have a cache, because ARM has this thing where if they're like, the functions are so far away, you have to do this like trampolining thing. Um, so even if we're hitting the cache, we're still doing these trampoline functions. So um, I've been digging into this um, and basically moving more and more stuff to RAM. Um, to try to make it run faster. I admire your handcrafted moving of speed optimizations. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whether that scales or not is a separate question. Um, but one of the interesting things is that there's two types of RAM. And like there's a generic cache that the CPU has, and it will cache both flash and regular RAM. But then there's also this like tightly coupled RAM that doesn't get cached because it operates at the speed of the CPU. And so for things that you know you're always going to run, you kind of want them in that special RAM because then you can have more of this like versatile flash or this versatile cache for everything else that like we may not always run. Um, so yeah, I'm digging into this and, and we'll see how much I can speed I, things up. I'm not, I'm not, no pressure, um, but um, what, one of the things that, uh, when you did your deep dives, I really liked watching was there's so much what goes into building a platform that you never see ever. Yeah. Um, you'll never, like, there's someone like an Apple that's messing around with like an M2. We'll never see that. It'll never, no, never. And so this is really neat to get a glimpse of what it's like to get down to the, the bare metal. Um, right. as, as folks say, so if you ever were to do like a screen capture and put on our YouTube or anything like that, that'd be like kind of like, you know, what? I actually haven't been on top of this, but foamy guys out this week. So I was thinking about streaming in my, well, well, this would be neat just to like watch him muck around with this. Even if it was just like put on some, yeah, tune, you don't have to do put on some non-copyright infringing tunes and, um, well, you know, I can talk for two hours. It's fine. Yeah, well, I, I won't do two hours because yeah. but it would be, it would be really, we were thinking of doing that with like Lamore doing stuff in Eagle Catter and KeyCAD because we're doing a KeyCAD thing soon where it was just like we just do a screen capture and like maybe yeah. have a voiceover only. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that if folks want to. Um, two o'clock Pacific on that Friday. Okay, um, I won't do the full two hours like I used to, but um, yeah, I'll be I'll be there too. Ish. Okay. All right. Well, uh, assuming uh, my setup still works, and I have been thinking about trying to find a slot during the week that I can start regularly streaming again. Yeah. Well, as as someone who has their ideas for that, a similar situation, maybe a little bit like you are. We've been doing some pre-record segments for our shows when we know that we can get away with it. Because yeah, we, I don't know. So okay. We'll All right, Scott. Thank you so I, much. I, I'm not, I'm not terse. I'm very long-winded. Well, that's why. Might be, yeah, the challenge is how to get to the point. What's the phrase that people always say? It's like, I, I would have written you something. I would have yep. written you a short note, but I it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining that quote. I know what you're talking, but, it, but it's very true. Like, 
I don't have to pre prepare very much for a two hour stream, but if I'm preparing for a 10 minute stream, I have a lot of preparation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you gotta get to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Thanks. Thank you. Scott. Oh, if I had more time, I've written you short, a shorter letter. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. yeah. That's the phrase. See, like I would have, <laughs> I talked more about it than the sentence. Okay. Bye-bye. Looking forward to see you Friday, maybe. All yep. right. Last but not least. Delchi, hello. How are you? Hello. I think I owe you a thank you for a, a gift that arrived. I believe you got it then. Huzzah. Yeah, we did. We got a pile of stuff when we had kiddo, and then we had to go through mail. So thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Cheers. What you got? Well, on the right is the uh, Pi Portal disk uh, USB thumb drive from last week. I got the parts, and I built it. That's cool. uh, it is so neat to see um, the future and the past and the present all in one project. This has been a fun one. People have really been making some cool stuff with it. I, I have some seriously fun plans for this in the near future. I got two of them. And I'm already working on the second one, turning it into a little more than just a thumb drive to show slides and to do other things. Oh, cool. So hopefully we're, I'll have that. We're making one, and we're going to give it as a gift. So I don't think I'm going to spoil the gift for this person. But um, Anil Dash let us borrow the Prince floppy, and we got the content off the Prince floppy when Prince changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince and has a symbol. And he let us, like, you know, use it, get it. We put it on archive.org. And then um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the contents on a floppy so the Prince font symbol's on there and give it to Oh, yeah. yeah. No one tell them. But anyway, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I thought that would be neat for people who are in the retro. You could do little gifts like that. Definitely. All right. So what else you got there? You got, then, a, you got a robot. On the left, there is my first Stack Chan robot. It's... Uh, it's a Japanese-based, uh, like, fan club thing. Uh, some folks came together and made some 3D prints, and it's using an ESP32 uh, M5 stack, and it's like a personal companion robot. Uh, this is, like, the very baseline one. It uses two servos and the M5 stack, and I've changed the code a little bit. And then based on this, I built a second one, which is actually a little bigger. But unfortunately, that one's having some servo problems. So it's uh, not in view at the moment. Mm. It's basically a companion robot. Uh, I've programmed it to talk to my web server, my home web server. So it will grab information like how many days are left till DEF CON or somebody just sent you a tweet that says this and otherwise it'll just sit there and look around and blink at you and say hello which it's doing right now it's really neat it looks like a little pet that's just like kind of quietly hanging out chilling like a cat with cute little lego feet i've got four of them now in like different <laughs> places in my apartment so that, that they're all like he's always kind of sort of there yeah. It's cute. That is I super cute. Well, no, I like, I like the little blinky. This is what we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Like, as long as like, the robots moving. are moving and things. Like, yeah, the eyes are constantly moving. Like, this is peaceful and calm. This is my, this is a robot friend. Everything's okay. Well, it, it's funny you say that because Jay was one of the people who inspired me to actually get up and do this. And yes, I can. And, yeah. you know, he gave me some tips in, uh, on the servo. So he was a really big help getting me started. Yeah, I, I like saying that a lot of the show and tells and the thing that we do in the maker community is like skateboarding. It's not competitive. It's more like, oh, I see that you did an e-trick. I can do that trick. And then people help each other. And then you're really yes. And then you keep building on top of um, each other's projects. And uh, I used to be a skateboarder. I remember thinking like, wow, it wasn't a 
competitive thing. It was more like a team sport that you get to play forever around the world where you just push each other in good ways. And I think that's why a lot of these projects are fun. It's very different than like one-on-one -on -one sports or, you know, business and other stuff. So thanks for, thanks for skateboarding this week. <laughs> My third project isn't ready yet. I hope to have it ready for you for next week. Okay. Uh, I unveiled a, an early copy of it at DEF CON. It's called Rolling Thunder, and it's a heavily modified Jazzy 1450 motorized wheelchair. Oh, neat. Uh, it comes complete with uh, a light package, a 200-watt stereo, a Raspberry Pi that plays movies, and it has a 14-inch monitor on the back of it. Nice. And a nebula projector, a little Spaceman nebula projector. Um, it's not ready yet. It's not fully ready to show off, but I hope by next week it'll be ready to go. Awesome. Those projectors are really nice, the nebula ones. Um, one of the things I want to do is play around with, you know, the projection mapping that you can do where it looks at an object and then it projects something. Yes. Like yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Anyways. This is this is the cheesier version of that. It's still a little five volt, you know, star field nebula oh, projector. Right. Right. A, a full projector I tried to do, but the power consumption, even with like a laser instead of a bulb, yeah. it was still a lot of power and my Jackery only has so many watts in it per day. There is a tube based projector that has a battery in it that's USB chargeable. You might want to check that. If you remember, send me an email, I'll send you a link to it. They're not they're okay. not but they're also not super expensive. That might be a neat thing to look at. One of the things about that is that when you're securing something to a power wheelchair, you know, you take a lot of jumps and bolts and, and knock-arounds and things tend to fall off. I've become a master of zip-tying. <laughs> it, it's like, it's like a, an, an art, you know, like, like origami, but with zip-ties, yeah. to make sure that things don't fall. I, originally, my monitor used to cant, you know, one way or the other, and I had to really knock down on that. And then everything is based on a PVC pipe frame that I built on the back of the chair. And a lot of audio equipment has a, what is it, one-inch pipe fitting in the bottom of it. So it dogs down on that. And then getting the power, because I, I don't want to take power away from the chair. Yeah. So I've got an external Jackery battery that, that, that handles that. And I've got it tuned to the point where I can get about nine hours out of the battery before it dies. Ooh. Well, well, come, come back next week and show the uh, the third project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whenever you get it. Done. Yes. We'll be here next week. I was right. Hopefully, you. I will have it done by then. Okay. Right. Thank now you I so much, LG. And once again, thank you for the wonderful, nice, thoughtful gift. Very yes. much Cheers. Bye. Enjoy. Bye. All right, everybody. That is our show and tell this week. That was super fun. It's so good to be back meeting and sharing with folks. We'll see everybody on Ask an Engineer in just a minute or so. We're here every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you all next week. See you in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.